The Cinders of Dezu, written and read by Oliver Tonic. A tyrant king, a missing girl, and a journey through a perilous world. Join me for this completed sci-fi fantasy novel read as an audio series. Enjoy the story from here on, or binge from the beginning with the first episode. The episodes are now available on YouTube and Spotify as a podcast. Like and subscribe if you enjoy. My audiobooks are totally free. If you'd like to donate to support my writing, though, check out my Patreon in the description. And now, back to the tale. Chapter 23 The Red Room Raina sat at the counter in the servants' dining hall. She kept seeing the root ball disappearing and reappearing in her vision as she was going round and round on her shiny dark wooden stool. There was someone tending to things and cleaning behind the bar that hadn't been up front long enough to strike up a conversation. He was one amongst several other Nam servants doing various cleaning duties in the hall. They had breakfast there and just recently had finished up and scattered about for the day. Raina was trying to see how fast she could go without stopping. The dining hall was quite large, and she could see Kadok inquiring about something with a waiter from across the hallway. She watched in dizzying rotations as Kadok turned his attention to her and started heading her way. You're a very busy young lady, aren't you? He said, once in earshot. Raina started to slow herself down. She felt the room continue to spin. You have spinny chairs, she said, rocking her head back and forth. We do, said Kadok. Another gift from the world on your side. Someone else who crossed over likes spinny chairs, too. Why did he ask me to do this? I can't do this, Raina said as she faced the root ball that, in her dizzied eyes, seemed to be trying to spin off the counter. It rarely seemed to sparkle anymore like she had seen in the forest with the Savern Bull. It just looked like a really tightly knotted, dirt-covered tumbleweed. If I know Orion, he must know something about what that is. He also must know something about you. You must be the lady for the job. Raina threw her head back. Ugh, but I don't want to do it. I want to find Cairo and Julian. Kadok nodded. I'm sure he has his best people on it. If the king is looking, he is sure to find. It's hard for anyone to hide from him. Raina folded her arms and frowned at the thing. How about I help you to get started with this? He said. What do you know about it? That it's sometimes pretty, but it's mostly gross. She said. Kadok chuckled. Okay, then what else? Raina frowned. It makes me sad. Sad? Kadok asked. Yeah, it makes me sad when I look at it sometimes. Sometimes it seems happy, and other times, or most of the time, it seems sad. Kadok tilted his head. You mean like it's a person? Or an animal? I guess, said Raina. When the pieces were glowing in the woods, it made me really sad. Like I was losing someone. 
losing someone. Yeah, like, maybe someone died. Hmm. Kadok's brow furrowed. So it seemed like it was talking to you, telling you something sad? Yeah, I think so, she said. It was a little like talking to Prince, except I can understand what he says better. But this, it's like I can only get an idea of how it feels. And it feels too many things at once. Rena made a face like she was a bit surprised at herself. Huh. That sounds weird, huh? Kadok looked up and to the side. No, not really. I've known Vincarsi of all sorts. They're capable of great things. Much greater than Nam. I've seen them read minds, talk to animals like you. I've even seen them help the sick by talking to the... What did Harper call them? Miniature... Mi micro... The small creatures inside a person that cause disease. Bacteria? Raina said. Sure, I think Harper called them that. I'm sure if you try and go with what comes natural, then things will start to make sense. Hmm. Raina said, looking at the ball. Why don't you enjoy the castle like you always do, and just take it with you? He said. See if it says anything else. I'm going to name him Ugly Ramen, she said. Ugly Ramen? <laughs> said Kadok. I might shorten it, said Reyna. But for now, yeah, it's Ugly Ramen, because it looks like Ugly Ramen. And it makes me feel better if it's going to keep trying to make me sad. Kadok grinned. <laughs> I'm not sure what Ramen is, but that sounds good to me. Sometime later in the day, Reyna was wandering the halls with Prince. She carried ugly ramen under her arm. She had started carrying it with a bit less reverence than she had when she was first tasked with its safekeeping, but it didn't seem to be damaged. The roots seemed brittle, sometimes, but were surprisingly flexible and didn't seem to break under careless strain. Several times, Reyna had tried to talk to some of the servant kids, but while they worked, they seemed fairly focused on whatever their task was. That's not to say they weren't friendly. It was just clear that they had been taught by their parents to focus on whatever work they had been given. Raina caught sight of one little pointy-eared girl with the skin color of a pear that she saw laughing as she followed her mother. She thought this was surprising because she was very small, perhaps five or six, and she was struggling to carry something. It was brown and gray and whiter than the small girl's body as she wrapped her arms around it as best she could. The object looked almost like a scaly stone. But if it was a stone, there's no way a girl her size could be carrying it. She trailed behind her mother, who seemed to have made it into some kind of game. She was also carrying scaly stones, two in each arm and one balanced between them. She was feigning like she was going to drop them with a smile. Raina followed them at a distance for some time until they reached a door she hadn't seen before. It was almost at the edge of a hallway in a dark corner, strangely placed for where a room ought to be. The pear-skinned mother, who Raina noticed did not have pointy ears like her daughter, 
balanced all three scaly stones on one arm and reached into a pocket to produce a set of keys. She unlocked the door, and her daughter happily went inside. Her mother held the door open with her foot and backed in with her arms full. She saw Reyna over her load of stacked goods and gave her a smile as she went in, the door closing behind her. Reyna walked over to the door and hesitated. Then she tried the handle. It was locked. Reyna had seen many doors like this in the castle. She had tried a lot of handles. Some opened and she could wander and explore, while others were locked. She hadn't really been told to stay out of any particular room or area. The doors seemed to dictate this for her. This one seemed to have automatically locked. She didn't think the woman had enough time to have locked it behind her. She looked around and spotted exactly what she had been looking for. Whenever she encountered doors like this, she wanted to know if her secret passageways could get her behind them. She just had to find a nearby earmark for a secret entrance. And there it was. At the edge of the hallway, very close, was a familiar misshapen indentation in the wood. Prince continued to balance on Raina's shoulder as she slipped down into the dark passageway under the floor. Lighting was always interesting in the passages. It was always dark with just enough light streaming in from somewhere. It could be a part in the wood slats with light entering from a room to the side, or above, or even sometimes below. At night, many of the rooms often had torches or lamps lighting them, so ultimately there was always just enough light to get around. It was like they were designed that way. It quickly became clear the hallway was not going to take her where she wanted to go. Prince ran down her arm and scouted ahead, turning a corner that led away from the direction she imagined the locked room would be. She huffed as she turned the corner after Prince and saw something move. She froze. It was a ways down the corridor, but something had definitely moved. Hello? She whispered. Silence. Hello? She said, a bit louder this time. She couldn't be too loud. She didn't want anyone to find out she was in the walls. I can see you, she said. She couldn't. There wasn't any more movement. No shapes. But she was pretty sure she saw something. She looked to Prince, who was sniffing the air. She asked him through a short, high squeak if he'd seen anything, though the question was much more simplified. Prince said nothing back and ventured farther. She followed him, confident in her small friend. The corridor had stairs that went down a short ways, followed by several turns. She approached a fork where she could head left or right. Prince took a left ahead of her, and she looked in his direction as he scampered toward a soft light coming in from a room down the way. She looked right and saw... something. It was at the end of the hallway... The wall. Was it painted? Maybe it was cracked. Really cracked. It looked like giant black splotches that expanded outwards toward the wall's edges. Raina walked forward. That couldn't be a crater, right? Wall damage would be the same color as the wall, which was an off-white. 
Maybe the cracks weren't indentations at all. Was it raised? She kept stepping slowly towards it as her eyes kept trying to adjust and make it out in the dim light. The large black splotch trembled. A shiver went down her spine. She watched as it shifted and animated like crayon scribbles on a toddler's piece of paper that had sprung to life. She could only glimpse the shape of it for a moment. In a slinking motion, it disappeared around the corner. Light from the hall had caught it for a split second. She could see the surface of it was a soot gray-black. The shape was made visible. An arm? An elbow, perhaps? Maybe. Made not of skin, but something wiry. Spindly. Her breath caught in her throat. She turned around and started to sprint. Prince was on his hind legs again, sniffing in her direction. When he saw the girl coming towards him, he turned and darted in the same direction. Raina pulled the root ball out from under her arm and held it in front of her as she ran. Her footfalls made the floorboards creak. She didn't care who heard her now. She was about to scream. Something was in her secret place. No one knew she was in here. She didn't even know how many people knew about the passages. How would they find her? Would she be caught in the walls forever? Would they even find her body? She passed the light coming in through the slats in the hallway. She looked down at Prince running faster at her feet and saw the straight lines of the slats get interrupted by a square shadow before they turned into lines again. She passed it and saw the same shadow cast on her legs. A door, a side door. She almost slid to a stop and squeaked quickly at Prince before turning back around. She was terrified to look back down the hall. She expected to see something chasing her. There wasn't. But she kept her eyes on the end of the hall where the thing had turned the corner, just in case it came back. She grabbed at the wall, trying to find a way to open it. The secret doors on the side walls were tricky. They always had a latch on them, but they also were camouflaged. So you had to get your fingers into the wood indentation and figure out how the shape unfolded into a handle that you could turn and pull. She scrambled for it, looking over her shoulder again and again at the end of the hall. With a click of the latch and a shove, Raina fell into the light, the root ball rolling from her hands and into the center of the room. The door opened upwards and destabilized something above her. Prince shot through the corner of the exit and jumped out of the way as something fell. Raina scrambled herself and tucked her feet in so nothing could grab them. She slammed the door behind her and latched it shut. Panting, she leaned back on her elbows and shimmied backwards from the door until she hit something on the floor. Ow! She turned around. She squinted at the light coming from the small window above. The room was small, but tall. It had red walls that were covered in... Pictures of black velvet? Portraits wrapped in black velvet? She stood up. What was this room? She looked down and saw Prince sniffing the thing her elbow had just smacked. It was a portrait, face down on the floor. She must have knocked it down when she came in. She leaned over and picked it up. It was a little over half the length of her body, but the frame wasn't too heavy. 
The black drape slid from it and fell to the ground on the prince, who squeaked. Rena pulled it off of him and put her hand out for him to climb up. He made his way to her shoulder as she flipped the frame around. Rena's eyebrows furrowed. Her eyes slowly widened as she dropped the frame involuntarily. It scared Prince and he ran behind her neck before exiting to the other shoulder. She knelt down and picked the frame up again. She stared. She couldn't stop staring. It was enough that somehow she forgot all about her fear in the passageways. She forgot, despite the fact that at that moment, inside the wall behind her, something slid past in the dimly lit corridor. Hey guys, it's Oliver. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you want to hear more. Give me your thoughts in the comments if you're watching on YouTube. And check my channel to make sure you're caught up on the latest episode. I'll have regular episodes up until all chapters of this story are fully released, so stay tuned.